All right. So um, so this is one thing that I talked about two weeks ago when we were um, in our Bible study. We were in Ephesians and we started that whole. Um, uh, and, and, and honestly, it was really for me. It wasn't even about anybody else. It was for me that no um, no complaining um, uh, challenge. Uh, and this is where it stems from. So here we go. Ephesians 429, because for me, it was a no complaining. But for somebody else, it might be a different thing. I'm going to explain why. All right. Watch this. Ephesians 429. And it's the Amplified Bible. It says, do not let unwholesome foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech that is good for building up others, okay? Watch this. It says, don't let any of the other stuff come out of your mouth, but only let the stuff that that is good for building up other people come out of your mouth. Watch this. It says, according to their needs and to the occasion, so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak, okay? So there'll be a blessing to those who hear you speak. And and so out of that, I had, you know, shared like with myself how sometimes man, I'll be talking the next thing I'm complaining about this, complaining about that, complaining about this, and how that's a huge thing. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna do this whole no complaining challenge. And then to be honest with you, uh what what happened? Oh, yeah. So so Sister Brenda had sent a text, and um, and I think L'Oreal had texted Sierra, and I was like, Oh, that's right, that is that is starting on Monday, right? And so then I was like, Well. I already failed on Monday. And then I said, so now Tuesday, we're going to, going to be locked in. It didn't even reach noon yet before I had already had so many failures in that. Like, because it's a thing, right? Because, because, because when it talk, when we were talking about not letting unwholesome community, but only things that uplift people, there's not complaining about something does not uplift anything. Okay. Complaining does not, it doesn't uplift anything. It's not edifying to the hearer. It doesn't bless or add grace to anybody who hears it. It's just complaining about stuff, right? And so, and so already, I, I see you, Natalie. Before I got to noon, L'Oreal, Brian, I had already failed it and was like, I, I just like, it's, it's, it's a thing. But I see you, Ma. I see you. So I'm not the only one. But it just because it, it just because it, uh, uh, it's challenging or just because it's something that, that's going, that seems like it may take a while doesn't mean that I'm any less committed to doing it. I'm going to make I'm going to do it. And 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 because we talked about this 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 past Wednesday, how we look at some things and we think that it's going to automatically change because we decided in our mind we're going to do it. But what we really have to do is decide that we're going to be in something for the long haul when we see what it is. Remember, we talked about being transformed into the very image of Jesus. I see, I see you, Brian. And so it comes down to the fact that, okay, I know that I know that that what comes out of my mouth, Mike. Uh, Mike and Tyrell has to be what something that is uplifting to the people that hear it. It has to add grace to the people that hear it, that it shouldn't be anything that will, that will what bring it down because that's right. It's a new habit that I've got to create. Now what now there's Natalie watching football and referencing an Aaliyah song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can dig it. It's all good. It's all good, Natalie. Um, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Dust yourself off and try again. I'm with it. And so, and so, and so, and so, uh, we read that in Bible study and started this challenge. Um, because, but what it does is, and for me, I see you see it's a process. For me, it causes me to take inventory of the nature of the words that I speak. Like, if I had to put them in categories, what categories? Would the words that I say fall under? Because for me, it's complaining, but for everybody, it may not be complaints. Maybe it's complaints with some other things. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm sure most of us have several buckets that the words we speak fall out of. And I'm going to show you why this is such a powerful thing to get control of, these words that we say. And so when we start to say, okay, this Ephesians 4.29 challenge, L'Oreal, the beauty in it and the power in it is that it first causes us to recognize uh, uh, what category, what bucket, take inventory of the words that are coming out of our mouths that the, watch this, so that the words that I say aren't idle. 
so that I don't just say things just to say it. That when something comes out of my mouth, I know where it's coming from and I mean what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I know, watch this, that I know, that I know where I know where my words are coming from. I know, I know where they come from. This is not a shock to me when I say this, and I mean exactly what I say. And so what categories do these words fall under? For me, complaining wasn't easy when I was easy. It was easy for me to identify that because I know when I'm complaining. And so the complaining is one. Uh, uh, anger is one. It's a category. But positivity is one. How many, when I'm taking inventory of my words, how many things come out of my mouth are actually positive and, and, and optimistic um, or, or negative, pessimistic? How many, how many times are the words that come out of my mouth? I, I see you, Laurie. How many times are the words come out of my mouth reflects faith and belief and trust? How many times are the things that come out of my mouth reflect fear? See, the thing is, if we never, if we're never conscious about actually doing inventory on this, we can, we can just be speaking so much negative things into our life and not even realizing it. Speaking negativity into our jobs, speaking negativity into our families, speaking negativity into our kids, speaking negativity. And, and, and it made me on high alert even this morning. So Manny is down, was downstairs right now. He's, He's sitting here in the living room with me, but he's got the football. He's like Natalie. He's got football on his phone right now. So he's watching football, but he's listening to the impact. Um, but any, anyway, he was downstairs. He's watching football and he's writing up plays and he wants to write up these little plays in his head. And he's just like, he's like, ah, you know what? Uh, Dad, I need your help because I'm just not a good thinker. And I said, no, 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 no. You're not going to say that. You are a good thinker. Like what, what inside of you, even at 11, is making you question whether or not you're a good thinker or not or causing you to speak saying speak saying i'm not a good thinker no 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 so instead of saying that let's let's reverse that so tanya it was like it's like let's say i'm having a hard time thinking up some plays let me think longer or let me think harder we're not going to speak out and say i'm not a good thinker we're watching what we say we're taking in and so now every time something is said because i'm on this uh ephesians 429 challenge and i hope i hope a lot of us are i am now i am now cognizant of what is being said out of my mouth and what am I saying about Sierra? What am I saying about Manny? What am I saying about the house? What am I saying about the job? What am I saying about family members? What am I saying about this? Am I speaking from a place of complaining? Am I speaking from a place of anger? Am I speaking from a place of positivity? Am I speaking from a place of faith? Is it reflecting my fear? What does it reflect? Because in order to change what I say, I have to deal with the thing that triggers or fuels the words that come out of my life or out of my mouth, right? And so I have to treat that, which is causing me to say those things. I see you, Natalie. That's right, Loria. Speak. You got to speak life into your challenge. That's right. Now watch this. It is challenging. Now here we go. So the Bible, and this is something that is that is obvious throughout the entire Bible, that there is a big emphasis on on the words that we say and how important our words are. That the things that we say out of our mouths, parent, matter. Tanya vowed that the things that we decide to speak and the things that we decide to say, Tyrell, that it matters to our lives. It's, watch this, that there is power in the things that we say. That's right, Tanya. Watch this. We all know this one, Proverbs 18, 21. People who don't even read the Bible, people who, aren't even, who won't even say that they are Christian, uh, people who of all other faiths say the same thing. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That life and death, whether, whether there's life in this situation or whether there's death in this situation, that the power, the power is actually in my tongue based on what I say about it. It is clear that there is power in the things that we say. Watch this, Mark 11. 
Watch Mark 11, 22, 25. Jesus just got finished doing the whole thing with the fig tree. And this is what he said to his disciples. He said, have faith in God. Here's, here's Jesus speaking, okay? This is not me. This is Jesus. This is in the Bible. It, and if you had a problem with it or you don't believe in Jesus, then there's nothing I can do about that. But this is, but I believe in Jesus. And so, and so here's what he says. He says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, you may be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. He says, but you really must believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Verse 24, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. This is Bible. Okay. Some of us, especially when we suffer with, with self-doubt, and we just believe that hey, nothing good is going to happen to me. I'm never going to get out of the situation. Y'all may need to put this in your impact rotation of scriptures to speak over yourself. In verse 25, he says, "What? But when praying, but when you are praying, first, this is the problem. I have a uh, this is the part I have a problem with. It says, uh, first, forgive anyone who you are holding a grudge against. See, this is why my prayers never work. Uh, and then it says, so your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. All right." We may we may need to add that in our in, in our repertoire of scriptures that we quote. He says that it look if, if you I tell you the truth, you say it to the mountain, be lifted up and be thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But first, he says, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. He says you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you receive it, then it shall be yours. That your belief is that I prayed this thing and I believe that it is mine. I believe that I've received it. And he says it what? It will be yours. This is Jesus speaking. And sometimes life has a way of saying, yeah, well, you prayed for this diamond and I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, you prayed for this L'Oreal and I haven't. Well, Jason and Rick, you, you prayed about this, Brian, and I don't see. And so life will try to get us to start doubting it. And for what reason? To change what we feel in our heart so that the next thing that we say is contrary to what we just prayed. So now in one instance, I'm praying for something. And then the next thing, Val, that comes out my mouth is, oh, that's probably not going to come true. So now I'm speaking light into the situation. And then next, I see you, Natalie. And then the next thing you know, I'm speaking death right back to it. To change what? What I believe. To get me to what? Say something opposite of what I believe. Yeah, I'm trying to preach, Ma. I'm trying. Watch this. So it's obvious. So so we see that there's power in what we say. This is why we this is why we got to have that Ephesians 429 challenge. Right. That the only thing that's going to come out of my mouth is things that are uplifting and edifying to the people that hear it. It's going to add grace to whoever hears it. Right. It's going to bless them. Bless you. See here. Just need it. Watch this. Here we go. And so I'm only going to say those things. I'm, I'm stepping on my own toes, too, Rick. Watch this. And so and so we see that life and death is in the power of the tongue. That if 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 we if we say something, if we if we pray for something and believe that we've received it, after, not just believe if I say it, it's going to happen, but I believe that I've received it. I believe that I received it. He says it will be yours. He says, but first, make sure you forgive the people that you have that, you know, that you've got something against. He said, and so your father can uh, forgive your sins, too. Right. So we see the power in what we say. Now, watch this. So there's an emphasis on the power. But also watch this. Uh, watch this, Brian. Uh, but but also the words that we say work as a spiritual indicator of our growth and our maturity. You can see how spiritually mature we are. You can see our growth just by hearing the words that come out of our mouth. You can, even with kids, you ever, you ever see a big kid before I take, we, so in, in Manny's football league, there's a lot of big kids in, on other teams. And you, and you look at him, you're like, this kid's gotta be 15, but then they take the helmet off and they start talking. You're like, nah, he's 11. He's a, because, 
because watch this. And, and, and sometimes it's confusing because watch this. Sometimes y'all know grown folks who the, who the, the minute grown folks open their mouths, they start acting like they, they you, you, you would think that they're a teenager again because the stuff that come out their mouth sounds like foolish teenager talk. You ever, you ever seen a grown adult? And you're like, how old is this person? Like you, you ever had to, or you thought to yourself, this person is too old to be acting like this. I know Montana, though. I see you, L'Oreal. Watch it. Jaleesa, you ever encounter somebody and, and they start talking stupid and you're just like, you're supposed to be older than this, right? Because, but it's something about the words that come out of our mouth that will identify our own growth and our maturity. But no matter how old you are, you can still be acting like a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch this. And watch this. And and look, watch this. But here, here, here's where it comes back to us. And some of us have been saved and walking this thing too long for some of the immature spiritual stuff to be coming out of our mouths the way it comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not for y'all. That's for me. I see you say, say, say uh-oh. No, that's not for y'all. That ain't even for y'all. That's for me. This is what I see. I think God, see, I think God be talking to y'all real nice. God don't talk to me like that. Parent, God don't talk to me like, Rick, just watch what you say. Season your speech with, you know, just Rick, please. God don't say that. God God is like, God is like, you are a preacher of the gospel. And you've been in this thing for too long for you to be, for you to be saying this out of your mouth about this situation. You ought to be, you ought to be praying in the spirit. You ought to be, I'm, I mean, I had a situation even this past week with, and, and, and I thank God for, for the assembly of saints. Val helped me out this week. There was a situation where I had to go minister and it was just, it was, it was a situation that was uncomfortable for me. And, and I was talking to Val about it and Val said, Val prayed and then Val gave, Val sent me a scripture, one that I already knew. And the, and the Lord is telling me, it's like, it's like, and, and I thank God because Val was there to, there was the Holy Spirit having her there to remind me, but it was like, He's like, you are too old and you should be further along in your maturity than this, than for you to be sitting here talking like this out of your mouth like a child. I know God don't talk to y'all like that, but that's how he talked to me. Watch this. And so the same, y'all would look at me crazy if I started acting the same way Manny acts. And that's my son, that's my bloodline, but he's 11. And if I start, if and if I was coming on, if I was coming on these impact calls and I started talking like Manny, y'all would look like something's wrong. We need to get Rick to a doctor quick. Because I'm not 11. But some of us have we've been saved too long. We've been in the word too long. We've been praying too long. We've been praying in the spirit, can speak in tongues all day. And we and this, and, but the things that come out of our mouths reflect a spiritual babe. Won't believe for nothing. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing good going to happen. We done seen God come through in our lives time after time after time again. God did this. God did that. God did with me with my complaining. God's like, you can literally look back over your life and see all the things that I provided for you, see all the ways that I made, see all the things that I protected you from. You can look at your at your family and look at Manny and look at Sierra and look at look where and you got the, a nice job, you got all, and you still complain about stuff. You're a baby. That's see, see, that's how God talked to me. Okay. He I don't know, I know he don't do that to y'all, but that's what he does. And it's like you need to grow. It's an indicator of where you are. Ooh. 
I told y'all we started. Rick, Rick, Rick Gordon knows this. We started out the year 2023. We said this is the year where God's coming for us, and 2023 ain't over yet. He's still coming for us. Y'all want me to preach about everybody else, Diamond, and all the haters and all the people who hate you, and how God's going to destroy them, Tracy, and God going to destroy everybody who don't like you, Natalie and Jaleesa. What God is saying is, I'm not even worried about them. I'm coming for you. Because watch this, because if I'm going to believe the scripture, if God be for me, who can be against me? Then what difference does it make who's against me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He coming to fix us. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to have no more members in this church in, in, in another month. <laughs> ain't nobody going to want food. They'd be like, Rick, just let me know when we feed the homeless. I'm going to come do that. I'm not checking in for church no more. I'm, I'm coming to help feed the homeless and do the green belt Thanksgiving and Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Watch this. And so it's an indicator of our growth and maturity. Watch it. Here we go. Um, that's just not my opinion. I'm, I'm going to do scripture. Watch this. James. We're going to be in James. Watch this. James 1, 26. Here it is. Watch this, L'Oreal. James 1, 26 says, if you claim to be religious, but you don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. <laughs> yep. There it is. Oh, I got work to do. I got work to do. I'm going to read it again, Natalie. It says, if you claim to be religious, Jason, but don't control your tongue, you ain't fooling Tanya. You ain't fooling Diamond. You ain't fooling Montana. You ain't fooling Mike. It says, you are fooling yourself. <laughs> You're fooling yourself. And your religion is worthless. All right, let's stay in James because we're talking about the we're talking about the indicator, how our tongue is an indicator of where we are. Watch this. James three. This is this is going to be a, 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 a maybe a longer one. James three. We'll start at we'll start at yeah, verse one uh, uh, through twelve. So, dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Uh, verse two. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we can control our tongues, watch. Listen to what he says in verse two. If we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. <laughs> My goodness. Says so if you need self-control, parents, if you need self-control in this area, you got trouble with spending money or you got trouble with this or that. It says if you could just control your tongue, he says you would have control over every other area of your life. That's how powerful the tongue is, y'all. Y'all see the nece how, how necessary this Ephesians 429 challenge is? Mom, that's right. Wow. Val, my man wrote, he's if you, if we could control our tongues, says we would be perfect. And then says we would also control ourselves in every other way. Wow. That if I could get my tongue together, then I, I can control any any habitual habits you may have, whether it could be it could be alcohol, it can be drug, it can be any kind gambling, all these other kind of things we do, um, uh, 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 any kind of like eating disorder or you you know you, you, all kind of I don't exercise enough and I can't stay on my I can't say so if you can learn to control your tongue I guarantee you can do that, guarantee it. I'm not saying that it's in the Bible. This is why this is why we read the Bible. I see you, Natalie. You got this is why we got to get this Ephesians 429 thing down, because imagine impact walking around here and the impact on on us and on our families. And on if if we were a church of people who literally could control what they say. And we were walking in complete self-discipline. <laughs> and we were a group of people who walked around in complete self 
discipline. Trying to get discipline with lust and things like that. Well, can you control your tongue? Because I guess you can control your tongue. I bet you can control that. Y'all want me to keep reading the Bible? I'll keep reading the Bible. I could camp out right here, but let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. And y'all should read this uh, and read this today too. If we diamond, if we can control our tongues, it says we would be perfect, and we could also control uh, uh, ourselves in every other way. Verse three: We can make a large horse go wherever we want it to go by the small bit that's in its mouth. And a rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, uh, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is small, but it makes grand speeches. Goes on to say, but a tiny spark can set a great forest fire. Verse six. And among all the parts of the body. Me too, Montana. I got a ton of work to do. Montana got more work to do than I do when it comes to like, because she'll say anything to come out of her. No, I'm just messing. <laughs> Watch this. It's piercing me too, Brian. Verse six. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. This is what he's saying about the tongue. For it is set on fire by hell itself. Y'all better read James chapter three. Verse seven, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. Oh, my gosh. This is what he says. Watch this. He says we can tame animals. We can tame all this, but we can't even tame the things. We can't tame our tongue. Watch this. He says it is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises the Lord our Father. And sometimes it curses those who have made who are who have been made in the image of God. I say it again that sometimes it praises the Lord our Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Verse 10. And so blessing and cursings come pouring out of that same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. That's where we stand today, right? Like, surely this is not right. <laughs> verse 11 does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh and bitter water does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs no you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring we got to control our mouths it's an indicator it's an indicator i see you ma watch this watch this that's right brian here we go watch this matthew 15 11 and here's jesus Matthew 15, 11, Jesus says, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You're defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. And, and, and Jesus it says this with words, and maybe we'll do a, a, a deeper dive into this, but, but the, the actual challenge here was, um, was about like the type of food you eat. He was talking to um, religious leaders at the time and the food you eat and then like the different types, like the washing of your hands and stuff like that. And he was saying, y'all focused on the wrong thing. It's not about... You for all the law people, and but this is what the law in the Old Testament, like, okay, I got you. But what Jesus, who is my Lord and Savior, says, that's not even the point. It's that it's not even about what you eat that defiles you. The words that come out of your mouth, that's what defiles you. Maybe maybe we'll do a study on that whole that whole uh thing. But right now we're talking about the words that come out of our mouth. So 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 the question now is 
is now that I'm trying to watch these words and we're operating with this Ephesians 4, 9 challenge, Jaleesa and Mike, we're trying to watch what we say um, uh, and, and control that tongue. Uh, uh, and 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 my thought is is that we get that together, man. Imagine the other things in our lives we can clean up once that's together. Is is is, is these words that defile us? These words that we have to watch all over. These words that have power. These words that are an indicator. Uh, what kind of orange juice is that, Crystal? Just type it in the thing. Is that like some kind of sunny delight or something like that? Looks fresh. Just type it in. Um. Uh. Uh. uh where do these words come from? This reflection of our hearts. That's what it is. The words that we say is a reflection of our hearts. That's where it comes from. Those words that those words that defile us, those words that 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 we need to control, those words that have power that can speak life or death. Where does it come? It comes from our hearts. It's a reflection of what's on the inside. Watch this. He, he, this is what's going to get us. Even the negative talk uh, that we have about ourselves come from inside our own hearts. Yep. That's it, Tracy. Even Tanya, even the negative things that we say about ourselves come from the inside of us. And here's what's so twisted about it, Natalie. Montana, here's what's so twisted, Jason, that we will fight somebody for disrespecting us. Let somebody say something disrespectful to you. Oh, you go off. Ain't no, we'll quit a job. Ain't nobody gonna disrespect me like that. Who you think you're talking to? But we don't even say that to ourselves. Man, we will kirk out on somebody for saying something to us. And the things that they said to us ain't nowhere near as bad as what we say to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You ready to fight somebody over what they say to you, Montana? Uh-huh. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't want nobody disrespecting you. Don't you say that to me. Who you think you talk? Don't nobody talk to me like that. You don't, you don't, you don't even, you don't know me. You see, you think that because I preach or because I go to this church and I help on Sundays that you can just say what you want. That's not, see, we do all that. We'll do all the dramatics. Wasn't that the name of a group in the like fifties or sixties? The dramatics. We'll do all the dramatics, all that for everybody else. And then we wait and then we wake up the next morning and say worse things to ourselves. <laughs> we don't want to fight ourselves over it, though. We will, we, we, we will fight, but we will allow ourselves to say some of the most disrespecting things to ourselves. And I don't know why that's in our hearts, and we got to change that. Sometimes the first person I need to stand up to stand up for is myself, against myself. I need to stand up for my, you may need to write, some of us may need to write that down and put it on a little mirrors on our post-it notes or on our dashboard or something. I need, I need to stand up for myself against myself. So when I start hearing all this chirping coming from the inside and I'm about to say something negative about myself, I'm standing up for myself. I'm not, tell yourself, I'm standing up for myself. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that. I will not say that about myself. I will not say it about me. I see you, Sierra. That's not coming out my out my mouth about me. Not doing it. Nope. People may think you're crazy, but that's fine. You tell yourself, do not talk to me that way. Tell yourself. That's right, Crystal. Tell yourself, do not, do not talk to me that way. Tell yourself, do not speak down about my life. Do not speak down about where I am. 
do not act like I cannot do this. Don't you even, I, I got a job, I got a challenge at the job or I got something coming up or something with the family tell me, and I'm looking at it like, oh man. And I think I tell myself, don't you even act like you cannot do this. You know, you can. Don't you say I can't do, I can't handle it. I don't know. No, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You wouldn't let nobody else tell you you're not good enough to do it. So why are you going to tell yourself? We say that to others, but we need to I tell, tell Rick in a second, man, you know, this, you know, this election coming up, you got this, bro. We, you know, you're going to have support. We're going to make sure we get it. people. You, the community loves you. We'll say that then, but we won't say it to ourselves. We need to stand, stand up for ourselves to ourselves. Now watch this, that negative, that, that negative talk. So we so we're talking about where it comes from, from inside of us, right? Uh, uh, Luke 6, 45, here's Jesus again, says a good man out of the treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man, watch this, uh, out of the evil of uh, treasure of his heart bring forth evil. Now, before we even get to this last sentence, he's just saying a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, right? So he's saying out of the good heart of this person, of the good person, they're bringing out something good. And he says for an evil person, from the evil treasure in their heart, they're bringing out evil. He could have left it there. But what does he say next? Because he's tying in what we say to it. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He is literally tying the good that's in your heart will bring forth good. How? Through the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaking. And But then the evil that's in someone will bring about evil. Well, how is that brought about? He said, for out of the abundance of the heart. So he ties in. He could have left that sentence by itself. We would have just thought, well, yeah, somebody who has good in their heart, they're going to do good. And someone who has evil in their heart, evil is going to man itself, manifest itself in their life. But what he is, but he tied this last sentence here for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak is to glue it together that this is what. Yeah. So, Crystal, you go you go ahead and find that scripture and then you're going to read it since you want to type it in since you're preaching today. Uh, no, I'm just messing around. Yeah, but yeah, but find it and you're going to read it. Um, <clears throat> watch this. And so he's tying together, right, that 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 it's not just some arbitrary, the good that's in the in the good treasure in this person's heart brings forth the good, that that's not the only that's not the fi final equation. There's something else that's in there. And it's what? Because out of the abundance of the heart. So what is what is abundantly in the heart of the good person? Good treasure, right, is what it says. So out of the abundance, the good treasure in his heart, there's abundance of good treasure. But the mouth speaks and that does what? His heart brings forth good. And so it says his heart brings forth the good. Well, how do we, how do, what, what does our heart bring, bring forth? What we say. And so if there's good in here, out of the abundance of good that's in here, my heart will bring forth good. Well, how do I know? By what is said. And in the same way, if there's evil in there and that treasure, what? That heart brings forth evil says what? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if there's evil out there and there's abundance in there, it's going to bring forth evil. Why? Through the things that I say. Some of, some of us may be unhappy with where we are in certain areas of life. And it's like, well, what have you been saying about yourself in that area? And sometimes we just go through hard times. Well, don't forget, we look at the whole picture. We look at the whole thing. Look, life has a way of happening. And there are things that happen to you that you did not cause in your life. But what we're saying is, is that when we speak to you, but what do I say about that? Whether I caused it or not, what am I saying about this? 
What do I say about this part of my life? What do I say about this challenge? What am I saying about this struggle? What do I say even about this victory? Because we know the scripture says pride comes before fall. So if, I, it, if what am I saying about this victory? Oh, well, because I'm so smart and I've got this going on and that going on. So I'm doing this. So it's me, me, me. Okay. Or am I saying I've got it by the grace of God? That it is it is the grace of God that empowered me to make that 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 empowered me to make that happen. That's the favor of God in my life. I don't deserve it. Like I just I, God just worked that out for me. What am I saying about victory or defeat? What am I saying about it? It's a hard thing. All right, Matthew Matthew 15, 17 through 20. We were, we were in Matthew before, but now this is a different point. Here we go. Watch it. This is with Jesus when he was talking about the whole thing about the people talking about, you know, what people eat and then the washing of your hands and this and that, you know, because that was all law stuff. And he was talking to religious leaders. This is all law stuff. And 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 we we do have people now. Like Remember when we studied Galatians, we talked about how Paul wrote Galatians because in at the church of Galatia, he he laid down the, the foundation of faith, uh, uh, saved by faith uh, and grace. And then there were people who were religious leaders who were telling the Galatians because they weren't Jews, were telling them, well, no, 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 yeah, Jesus and grace, but you also have to follow the law, right? And that still happens to this day where people will say, well, yeah, sure, Jesus, but you still, you know, but still you got to, you know, and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, well, no, even Jesus never said that. Watch this, Matthew 15, 17 through 20. Here's Jesus talking about, because again, this was a whole thing was about the dietary stuff. This wasn't even really about what you say. But he was trying, he was making a point. He said, anything you eat passes through the stomach, then goes into the sewer. He says, but the words you speak come from where? The heart. And that's what defiles you. He just said it verses earlier, right? So he restates this, that the word, we just talked about where these, where do these words come from that I got to control and start, come from the inside of us. And so he says, and that will defile you from, for, from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. All, these are what will defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you, is what Jesus. So Jesus is like, that's not the true uh, 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 thing that will defile you. It's the stuff that comes out of your mouth. What you say, and so what does that mean? I've got to work where, on my heart. That I got to work on my heart. We've got two things we want to do. The first one is work on our hearts. I'll get this, the number two thing uh, next. The first thing is we're going to work on our heart. What am I feeding myself? Am I feeding myself, myself that uh, which will cause it to be based on the word of God, my heart, that is? Am I feeding myself that which will cause it to be based on the word of God, which will cause me to speak the word over my life, right? So if I'm working, if I'm working on my heart or, or I'm monitoring what I'm feeding it, am I feeding it things that will cause me to speak the word over my life, over the life of others, and my and my response to things? Will the response that comes out of my mouth to situations that I face be based on the word? Not if I don't feed myself the word. Not if I don't feed it. That that will never be the automatic response. If I feed myself, you know, you know certain like television shows and certain radio or, you know, whatever podcasts or whatever, that would be the, the mentality that comes out of my mouth uh, because that's what's in my heart. And so if I believe the word of God, I've got to feed myself the word of God so that when I'm faced with these situations, it is the word of God that will come that will come out of my mouth. Why? Because it's in my heart. Even when it comes to the things that I say about myself. Uh, uh, and I've got some scriptures here. Uh, Psalm 119.11. Psalm 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. 
that I'm going to I'm going to hide the word inside, read the scriptures. I'm going to I'm you know, go. There's no there's no lack of information. We are in we are in, in the, the age in which we live. Information is available so fast. And we can get the word in our heads so fast. My next scripture, because Crystal's all in my notes, is Psalm 5110. Crystal, go ahead and unmute and read that. <laughs> in NLT, it says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit, a loyal spirit, as the NLT says, within me. Because what is in the heart, what? Comes out the mouth. I want clean things coming out of my mouth. Remember, Ephesians 4.29 said, let no corrupt communication come out, right? All right, Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Day and night. Talk about day and night. I'm already looking down at the time. Like, how long have I been preaching? Oh, 40 minutes? I need to hurry up. We, I can't even do, <laughs> I can't even do 45 minutes. We says what? Meditate day and night. That you may what? That you may observe to do uh, uh, to do according to all that is written, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have what? Good success. Why do you meditate in the word day and night? So it's in your heart. And then what happens when it's in your heart? It comes out of your mouth. And then what? Your way will be prosperous. Why? Because I'm just speaking it. Because I'm speaking it. Speaking it. Then your way will be prosperous. Then what? Then you will have good success. Can anybody testify to that, that, the, that you've seen the work of the Lord, whether in your finances or something where you, where you have literally just started to confess the word, pray the word, speak the word, and you've seen it turn around? Because if people are skeptical, that's fine. I mean, it's just not going to work for you. <laughs> work, you know, that's fine. I know that's right, Tracy. I see you, Natalie. Watch this. I see you, Brian. Psalm 1. Says, I see you, Ma. Oh, I know it worked in Ma's life. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scorn. For watch this verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law does he meditate day and night. Watch this. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit, wind vile, in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. I see you, Brian. Look at God, got us on the same page. So we just so we just, so we say what we got to we, we got we got to do what work on the heart. Pray to me a clean heart. Got to get that together so that the things that are in there, out of the abundance, the mouth will start speaking. That was Psalm one, uh, Montana. Psalm one, verse one through three. And then the second thing before we close, watch this. So we say we're gonna work on the heart, and watch this. Here's here's where we get the challenge. And while and while the Holy Spirit is working on my heart, I'm going to control my tongue. Mm-hmm. Yep. And while the Holy Spirit is working on my heart, I'm going to Ephesians four twenty nine. I'm going to watch the things that come out of my mouth. Remember, we saw it in James said, if you can control your tongue, you can control every other part of your life. If you can just get that under control. Ooh. And he's right when to talk about in the, the tongue is the smallest thing, but it will set a fire to your whole life. 
Have you ever tried? Because this happened. Have you ever tried and, and have been successful in not saying something that you wanted to say? And inside, you just feel your heart pounding and your blood bubbling because you just got to get this out because you got to tell them what you. But you're like, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I know my tail is boiling because you and you want to say it. You want to get it out. And you inside you like you feel you can you literally can feel your body responding in a negative way from you holding your tongue and not saying what you want to say. You feel you get all anxious and you starting to shake and then you move and you're like, oh, and you start hitting, hitting the table. You got to do something to get that aggression out. Why? Because I'm holding this little piece of the body under control. It is a fire. Look, we until we fix that heart, what we're gonna—I know my thing—it's it, it's hard. Until we fix the heart, what we're gonna do? We're gonna control our tongue. We're gonna—we're gonna—we're gonna watch what we say. Because here's a—because here, and even when it comes to ourselves, watch this. I know that I know that's right, Tracy. Watch this. Uh, uh, we also don't have to say the negative thing that comes to mind, even about ourselves. You got a negative thought that comes your way about yourself? Don't even, you don't have to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not saying it. That's right, Brian. Learn to not be pressured into saying anything. All right, watch this. Proverbs 25, 28. Here we go. Watch this. This is the Amplified. Proverbs 25, 28. Like a city that is broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected, so is a man that has no self-control over his spirit and sets, him, and sets himself up for trouble. That's amplified. It says, like a city that is broken down and has no walls, leaving it unprotected, so is a man that has no self-control <laughs> over his spirit. We leave ourselves unprotected when we can't control ourselves. And the tongue is the biggest thing we need to control, like we just read in the Bible. I'm unprotected when I can't control what I say. Like a city with no walls. Galatians 5, 23, uh, 22, 23. Then we're going to be down. Watch this. It says, here it is. So when, when, we, know, when, the, when we, we know the spirit is working on us when we, when we bear fruit, right? When we're bearing fruit of the spirit. That's how we know the spirit is working on us. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, forgiveness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. That one of the signs, we talked about the maturity, one of the signs that the Holy Spirit is working in my life and working on and, and growing in my life is what? That I can control myself. All right, let's pray.